This is the MFG Cast. Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the MFG Cat. Why am I talking like that? You'll you'll find out later. I just I thought it would be fun to do it. Howdy y'all. Come on, do your step into this episode of list. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm sorry. I apologize to everyone. I didn't mean to do it. It just sometimes it's just fun to just do what you feel is right. And it just felt right. <laughs> if it feels right, just just go with it until uh, it starts feeling wrong and then then stop. <laughs> Well, I don't even think I even do it then. I just keep going until somebody finally turns it off. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Another episode of the MFG cast. Uh, this time we have a guest. You've already heard her. You've heard her actually on this podcast before. It's one of our good friends. It's Carla Cop. Carla, thanks for coming back on. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. We are, we are here to talk about Tumbletown, where you roll dice in the Old West and you make towns and things and stuff. We'll talk about what that's all about. Now you're into grabbing your, you know, you have your, your company and you just, instead of you making games, you're going out and you're finding these awesome people to make games for you. So how did you f- come to want to publish Tumbletown? Okay, so this is a, well, I think it's an interesting story because it tells you, like, how much, like, I don't know about things. <laughs> so, uh, my first origins with a booth. What I went in with was I was like, hey, me and my partner, we could just handle, like, running a booth. It's only eight hours a day. And I remember, like, when I was, like, grown up, like, in high school, I used to, like, do, like, 10, 12-hour shifts at a pizza place. And I was perfectly fine. So, I was like, Yep, this is going to be a piece of cake. It's only eight hours. Well, I got to Origins, and it was not a piece of cake. Like, the difference between being 30 and being 16 is rather vast, especially, (laughs) like, in the whole, like, standing up for eight hours and, like, how you feel as a human after you do that and you're, like, talking at people the whole time. So I think it was, like, either Saturday night or Sunday where I was just, like, I, I sent out a call on Twitter. And I was, like, Twitter... Anyone that's at Origins, please help. I'm dying. I feel like death. And we have another day at Origins, so can someone please help? And the call was answered. And it was answered by Kevin Russ, who showed up and was like, hey, what can I do to help? And I was like, here's a shirt. Just say words at people. Um, I think uh, Nick ended up giving him a much better explanation. But at that point in time, I was not good with the words. I was just like... I was so bad. Like, you could just tell that I was not good at the whole, like, being around so many people. Like, uh, I'm a super introvert. So, like, I am perfectly fine, like, being alone for, like, two weeks. I'm great. (laughs) But, like, uh, at that point in time, it was, like, the first convention I'd ever, like, 
really talked at people for like so long. Like I'd gone to Origins before and I just like hung out in the unpub room, which is like off in its little own corner and it's way out of the way and I thought I could handle things and no. So I got to know Kevin because he also got to know me in my terrible rambly, like I'm dying state and he (laughs) stayed. So um, the next convention we went to was Gen Con. And I met up with Kevin again because, like, we had had, like, a bonding thing. And we were playing prototypes, like, late at night. And I was like, oh, yeah, do you have any prototypes? And he brings out Tumbletown. And it was also, like, the last day of Gen Con. So I was also, like, really out of it. But I was like, whoa, this game has dice stacking. Like, we're rolling the dice and then stacking it into buildings. And, like, I kind of fell in love with it then. But I have this rule. Like, I do not make any contracts while I'm at a con, because that's just, I mean, I'm not in my best mind, so I would just make all these weird contracts and, like, probably not do the right legalese. (laughs) So, I think I waited, like, a week or two. Um, I printed out the game myself and, like, played it um, a few times, like, outside the con so that I can be, like, more rational than just, whoa, stacking dice. (laughs) Um, and I still loved it. Um, and like after getting to know Kevin um, over that period of like a month or so, I was like, okay, well, Kevin seems great and this game seems great. So I might as well publish it. Very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a good way to be to not, not have those rose colored glasses and be like, oh, this is great. I'm just gonna do this right now. Because you could easily, you know, fudge up something that you're not, that you probably shouldn't be doing. Like, I give I give anybody that has a booth in any kind of con, I don't care where you're at, if you're Origins or something smaller or whatever, like, that's a lot of work. Like, I work in retail, so, I'll, like, I'm on my feet all the time, and I'm always talking to people, but, like, a lot of times when I come home, I just want to be in my own space. Like, I'm, I'm similar to you, Carla. Like, I can talk to people, but I also can just disappear for a very long time and not have to worry about people i'm like i'm okay with being alone at times it doesn't bother me you know so i I give anybody credit that you know can stand up there and just like you don't realize that when you're not only are you you're you're standing there you know just showing people stuff but you're like you're constantly talking (laughs) you're just like oh here's this and here's that and like you don't realize like that just really just takes everything out of you so like I give anybody credit for trying to hawk their wares at, at places like that. Cause that's just, that's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, and you're like repeating the same things over yes. and over again. Like you're not like just talking, but you're saying like the same three minutes repeatedly. And like at a certain point in time, I'm like, what sentence did I just say? Like what point in the pitch am I like, I should just start over. Let's mm-hmm. start over with the pitch and they'll say something. If I had already said something and, Sometimes people don't, but um, I'm much better at it now. Like, I now ask people, like, hey, do you want to know more about this game? Because, like, otherwise it's, like, people think they're being nice by listening to things that they don't care about, but they are not. (laughs) Like, no, like, that's the real thing. Like, if you don't care about a game at a con, just say no. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know about this game. Yeah. yeah, Because, yeah, I could have, like, 60 seconds where I don't talk. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's nicer to do it that way. So I, I'm going to go on this weird tangent because I, I like, I like to 
go inside on stuff like that. So, so you've done a few cons now. So like what, what's your strategy? Are you, is it something where you like, you wait for somebody to come around and be like, do you do, you know, ask those questions or you, you know, do you try to be like, do you try to like get people's attention different ways or, you know, does, do you try to vary it? Because I, I know that some people like, I know they don't because they're just like, well, we're just going to do it this way or whatever. But I've, I've also seen places where like, they're like, okay, we're obviously, this is going to be something we're going to be doing all weekend. So let's try to make it fun. And sometimes, you know, you can see that they're trying new and different ways to like get people's attention and not just be like, this is my game. This is blah, 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 blah. Uh, well, I usually have a couple of different types of people in my booth. Um, so we do uh, longer demos that are like 20 minutes. We do like short five minute demos. And then there's a person trying to like fill all those areas. Mm. Um, so if there's nobody at the demo tables, it's like, hey, like, let's get people to sit down because like, well, I might be biased, but if I can get somebody just to play my game for 20 minutes, they'll love it. Okay. Mm. So at that point, it's like, say whatever you want, like get them to sit down. Well, like you might say like, hey, do you want to play Dreams of Tomorrow? You're going to save the future by making a dream. Or like at a certain point in the con, you're like, hey, you would like a chair, right? You want this chair. Just sit down in this chair. We'll tell you about a game. (laughs) (laughs) So like just doing anything like that. Like um, I really like to ask people questions um, for all of it because – well, I think like a lot of people just want to be like acknowledged as people. Like um, I always go and I tell all the people that work for me, like, hey, all these people, they're people. Don't interact with them as if they're customers. Interact with them as if they're like real people. Mm. Uh, that means looking at them in the eye, like asking them questions, like be like conversational. Like this is just like a pleasant interaction that you want to have with these people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like, there's some booths where it's really like they're just like shoving it and it's like just take an extra like 30 seconds and I think it just may like it makes you feel better like as a person that's doing this all day um and it's very rarely bad and like it can I wouldn't say it's like bad but like sometimes we get like friends at conventions where like they're just people that are just around that come and hang out at the booth because we talked at them. And like, I have a bunch of stories about these people that like live at the booth because we acknowledge their presence. Um, but I think it's just better overall because like maybe nobody else in the whole convention did. And it makes me just a little bit happier, even if they're like doing weird things like bringing us pizza and just like, yeah, like people have brought us pizza because we were just nice to them. And it's like, this is like, I offered the pizza to everyone else because I can't eat uh, like gluten and stuff. But then it's like, do you think that they're like poisoning the pizza? Well, cause like, didn't you grow up with the whole, like, don't take candy from street? <laughs> like, no, do I take the pizza? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. If you think about it that way, yikes, but no, I doubt it. I, I you know, it's one of those things where I, you know, I felt, I feel, especially at like conventions, like, you know, it seems like more of like a, just a weird, not weird in a bad way, but weird in a good way, like tight knit community and stuff like that. Like we just talked about this last convention we went to, like somebody saw that I bought a game and he asked if I, you know, if I had played it and I said, no, I haven't played it yet. I got it. I got it for Tracy because Tracy was excited about it. She's like, well, he's like, well, if, if you need to, if you need to, I can teach you how to play it. And it's just weird. Like, 
it's weird because I, I love helping people out, but I don't know if I could just go up to a stranger and go, oh, have you played that? I could teach you how to play that. It just, I don't know. To me, that's just, I mean, some people just have really good DNA that way where me, I'm just like, I don't want to bust my way into somebody's life and be like, hey, I'm going to teach you this game. You know, and I know they're trying to be nice, but still in a way it's kind of like, oh, that's kind of, I don't know. It's good, but it's also kind of aggressive. I don't know. Um, well I kind of wished that I had that personality type like more like I have to like gear myself up to talk with strangers and do that whole thing in my head where it's like this interaction is going to be perfectly normal not going to say anything weird okay let's do it <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's funny because even I know we're going on this weird tangent but like even with this podcast it's like I get I almost every time I interview somebody I get super nervous just because we're people, you know, we're always like, okay, hopefully I don't say something stupid or, you know, I don't burp or whatever, you know, you don't want to do something dumb during your, you know, during when you just meet somebody, you know, a lot of times, you know, you want to make that good first impression. So, you know, us as people, we just, we, a lot of times we want to do the right thing, but you never know what's going to happen, I guess. So tell us a little bit about what Tumbletown is besides rolling dice and stacking. Like what's the theme? What brings this all together? So in Tumbletown, uh, we're in need of a new mayor. There's no mayor in Tumbletown, so we're holding this competition to do so. Um, and you are going to like be making like your little Tumbletown to prove that you are the best at making a town. Um, in the game, you're drafting different building plans. In each building plan, it shows you what type of dice. Like uh, there's different like colors of dice. There's brown which is like the really easy to get color, um, the gray and the black, and then the gold, which is really hard to get. So it'll tell you what types, but also the values of the dice that you need. And sometimes it's really easy, like values one to three, or it could be uh, two pairs, or it could be like the sum of all these dice have to be above 24. Um, it starts like the, the level one buildings are way easier than the level three buildings. Um, but if you are, able to build the buildings like you have the right type of dice and they have the right value um, you can build them and place them on main street and the people of tumbletown they want a certain kind of town so there's kind of a spatial puzzle in there like in where you're placing along main street um, and if you can match everything um, you get a lot of points and if you also make a uh, one space alleys between the buildings because the people don't like when you just shove a whole town like together and there's no like like spaces it just looks better this way. Um, but every time you construct a building, it'll give you a power. This can either be a dice manipulation power. Um, it can be an sort of engine building power where you can change like one die into a different die color. You can change a die into two different dice um, to start generating up the dice. And you could also get more scoring conditions. Um, and these scoring conditions are really cool, um, I think, because they matter uh, with the other constructed buildings you have. So they might care about like the width of the buildings, the height, or things like the artwork. Like one of the buildings really likes birds. So you get an additional point for every bird that's in your other constructed buildings. Um, or the cacti or the agave plant that I'm probably saying wrong, but yes. So uh, Kevin did all the, um, Kevin Russ, the designer, he decided on all the different things because he goes into the Old West like all the time. So he is the master of the Old West. Um, and I am just the person that reads it and is like, yes, I probably know what this word means. But yeah, um, at the after like players, they're just taking plans and their dice. 
Um, the game will end after a certain number of dice supplies runs out because it is the Old West and we're, we don't have unlimited resources. So once two of the different colors of dice are gone, um, taken by the people, the game will end and you get to tally up uh, your score. And the score is based off of like the different buildings you did, how well you did in the spatial puzzle of Main Street. And you also have a hidden objective. It's a certain style icon for all the different uh, building plans. So each building plan has one of four icons on it. Some of them have two and they're like slightly better. Um, but you get an additional point for each of those uh, colors that you matched. Nice. So I love the concept of this. So basically what I can do is, is I can go somewhere, I can build something and say, I'm the mayor now. I'm the mayor of this city because I made the best one of these. I love that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Yeah, oh. and like you get to make whatever you want. Do you want like four outhouses and a tailor in your town? Sure. You Why not? Or if you really want to go like train stations or whatever, like you can make the little weird town that you want to. Um, the thing that people love is that the outhouses, for whatever reason, they're like, I'm going to put two outhouses, one on each side of the town. And it's like, okay, you focus on that. I'm going to get my train station. I'll be happy with that. <laughs> Yeah, I think people's minds are in the gutter just constantly, so that's probably why they're into it. <laughs> so, so how did you bring how did you bring together the art in this? Was did Kevin do the art for this, or did someone else? Uh, Kevin did part of the art. Yes. Um, so, uh, Katie Grierson, who also did the artwork for Animal Kingdoms, oh, nice. uh, she did uh, the box artwork and some of the like backgrounding, um, but. Me and Kevin have really been working on our InDesign skills in these past two years that we've been working on this game. Uh, so, like, that, uh, Katie, combined with the both of us, like, working in design, we've uh, together uh, made it come together. That's awesome. Um, so, what's your, what's your favorite part of Tumbletowns? Like, what, what is our Tumbletown? What is, uh, you know, what really, you know, gets people excited about this game what you know what's the one mechanic in there that just really gets everybody excited so i think it's the whole dice stacking thing because mm -hmm. like as soon as the game ends and i tell people like oh yeah it's the end of the game people take pictures of their little town and they like <laughs> start looking at it like i know i always take a picture and that's really what gets like uh people's attention at conventions and stuff like they come and they're like oh yeah what is this thing that you're building um but yeah, I really enjoy when games, like, you can build something and, like, just be proud of it at the end of the game. And I really think that Tumbletown does that well. That's cool. Yeah, it looks like you got four colors of dice. The dice look awesome. Yeah, I love the art. The art is cool. It's it's very, it's polished, but it's also kind of simple, kind of Old Westy kind of thing, too. I, I, you know, I like that kind of mix of the two. So it looks like you're have this you actually have a solo mode in this too so how does the solo solo mode work when you're playing this game so um i designed a solo mode and what happens is on your turn you just take your turn as normal um but then when it gets to the outlaw player's turn oh um, the outlaw um i like i always uh, whenever i make a solo i just refer to it as a robot because it's like it's a robot whatever yeah, yeah um, exactly but then, like, I started getting these comments about, like, uh, the Will Smith movie. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, is it Wild Wild West? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, no, this is not, like, like as, as cool as Will Smith is. Like, I need to, like, 
get people's mind away from that and more focused on Tumbletown. Um, and it was suggested outlaw, and I was like, yep, obvious choice. It's the outlaw player, no longer referred to as a robot. Um, but what the outlaw player does is it has uh, one of each level of dice, so a brown, a gray, and a gold one, and it will roll the dice. If um, those dice are between one and four, it will take uh, the building plan that's in, you know, that column. So, like, if it rolls a four gold die, um, it will take the fourth um, in the gold row. Um, so it could take up to three plans at once, in which case it will, like, it puts all the plans that it takes into a pile. If it takes three plans, it also gets a negative two uh, little token because it didn't, like, it made three buildings, but it did not make them well. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, well, and also it has to kind of offset the fact that it can make up to three buildings on its turn where you can only make, you know, the one. The one, yeah. So uh, if it rolls a five or six, nothing happens for that die unless they all roll a five or six, in which case it takes a lot of dice. Well, and it takes dice at the same time as well. But you're just uh, taking, you're rolling the dice, taking the plans, setting them aside, and then going back to your turn. So I try to make it like really simple and easy. Like you're not making any like decisions. But I believe there's like four difficulty levels. Um, like the the robot also gets points for a certain style icon, just like you do. Um, but you can make it harder um, or easier if you wish. And like even like the hardest mode, like I don't think I've actually won against the hardest one. Um, <laughs> nice. But I have won against the the second hardest. Yeah. Well, that's good because then that means that it keeps it gets people to come back for more. You know, because if you're not, if you're not, if you make it too easy, then people are like, I beat it. Okay, I'm done. You know, so mm -hmm. you got to, you got to give them the, give them those levels. So, you know, it's not so, not so, not so easy to do it. So it looks like here too, you also, you also have a reward level where you can get the playmat too. So what does the playmat add to the game? So the playmat is not necessary to play the game, but it is pretty and it will like tell you where to put everything. So it'll make nice. setup like really easy. Um, like, um, so in the game you have four of each of the three different types of building plans. So like a, a four by three grid of cards and that will just be like set out so that you, you know exactly what to do. Yeah. Um, there'll be like certain sections where you have to put the dice. Just, it's cool for the people that want like a cool extra. That's right. Cause it, it looks, yeah, it looks, looks like the old West. So, yeah, I mean, come on. Well, wouldn't you want something that makes it more old westy? That's mm -hmm. terrible when I say that. When it looks more like the old west, let's try that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, western exactly. That's what people would say. So, what are uh, what are going to be some of the extras? What are going to be some of the stretch goals that come out? Or is it something that's? Can you reveal that right now, or is it something that we have to wait until the Kickstarter launch? So, um, well, I expect that some people will kind of know some of the things. Um, one of the things I'm really excited about is a dice tower included. Nice. Um, that's not going to be one of the first goals because, like, a, I mean, it costs money. Mm -hmm. and, yes. But um, my partner, Nick, um, well, we're both engineers. So, of course, uh, he wanted to create his own unique uh, dice tower design. Um, and that took, you know, a number of days. But it has, like, this really cool drop shaft, like, thing going on with it. Nice. Um, so I'm really excited about that because, um, well, when it happens or if it, we get to it, we then want to um, ask the backers 
like vote on what the dice tower will be like will it be a tree or will it be like a building or whatever and then we'll commission katie who did the box artwork to make the dice tower uh nice. to it so nice i'm really I, excited about that Who I th- dice towers? yeah exactly i think it should be i think it should look similar but not not the same like the clock tower from uh from back to the future three it should look like that so you can tumble the dice down that that's just my opinion but mm-hmm. i'm sure there's gonna be lots of other better opinions on that that's awesome who knows yeah. uh, that's one of them. I always do quality upgrades, like better card quality, um, like linen finish, those sorts of things. Um, I've been carrying around like three or four different mini expansions um, because I always like those. Um, we did get one mini expansion because um, there's this new thing where um, you can have a launch page before you do the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. So pre-launch goal, like if we could get up to 500 followers, we give everyone a mini expansion. Nice. So I'm including a mini expansion already with the game, but I've been testing out uh, all these different ones. And I say like three to four because um, I think my last play test told me that like one of the expansions, instead of being like one expansion, it should be like split into two and like go more in depth with those two ideas. Hmm. Um, but I still have to like test it out and verify that that is indeed the right direction to go with that. So, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So what are we looking at for price for the game right now? So the game right now, it's $29. Um, and that doesn't include shipping. Um, but I feel like $29 is like an awesome price for this because you get like 100 dice. Wow. Which is so many dice. Yeah. Everyone loves dice. Yeah. I mean, worst case scenario, you have so many dice. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And then you have the other reward level where it's, I think, I think it's, uh, 49 for the game and for the playmat. So that's actually pretty good. So you get a nice playmat and you get a nice game, lots of dice, lots of components. Yeah. Yeah, we're really excited about it. So this is launching. You're going to have to tell me because I forgot already. February 25th. Oh, very soon. This is, so soon. This is happening very soon. So make sure you go to Kickstarter February 25th. Help fund Tumble Town by kevin russ and weird giraffe games and uh yeah you can't go wrong you can't go wrong with a weird draft game i've said it already because we've we've played our fair share of them and we've really enjoyed them so make sure that you go out there and give weird draft games some love and thanks to carla for coming back out again good to see you yeah thanks so much for the kind words it's been really fun and if people want to go to a website instead of searching they can go to weirddraftgames.com slash ttks and that should just take you right to the Kickstarter page. Nice. Nice. So you're right to it. You don't have to worry about doing so much searching. So so thanks again to Carla for coming on and talking to us. And until next time, I'm Kurt, and this was the MFG Cast. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.